LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single week. Well, if you're joining us, this is the second episode in a three-week series we're doing on burnout. So my encouragement would be go back and listen to the first episode. We're doing this series because the last two years uh, have been challenging, to say the least, for uh, the entire world, um, but particularly for the people who might listen, those five people who listen to the one thing, who are in full-time gospel ministry in all its different facets. Uh, It's provided a a unique, uh, challenging stressful time uh, to do ministry in a very uncertain environment and often what we've seen is it's not at the moment of crisis that people feel uh, burnt out it's 12 18 months after the impact which is about now from when the pandemic started in fact now most of australia is in lockdown again so we put together this series to help you understand a little bit more about burnout to head it off at the pass or if you're experiencing it Uh, to pull back, to talk to someone, to work out how you can get out of there. Uh, Last week, we explored with Dr. Jonathan Andrews, uh, Jono, what burnout was. Today, we're going to look and hear from him about the three levels of connectedness uh, which feed into and help us be healthy. So let me throw over to Jono for our second episode on burnout. Last time we, we spoke... The, the thing that we raised just at the end of that conversation was around um, three types of connections. Um, can you just quickly, because I, I want to unpack that, this conversation and the implications around burnout, uh, around those things. Can you just quickly recap those three points of uh, connection for us? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think connection, as I've defined it in the book, is a binding process. If us, ourselves binding to something else and finding some sort of synchrony, finding some sort of rapport. I think we can we can find um, some sort of connection with impersonal things. Like people might talk about, you know, connection with a mountain when they're skiing or mm. connection with the surf when they're surfing, that sort of stuff. But uh, primarily the connection points that I talk about in the book are uh, interpersonal, so person to person and person to God. Mm. Um, and they're the three-way connections. So it's a connection that we have with God, as mentioned, uh, as I just mentioned, connection that we have with other people, as I mentioned, and connection that we have with ourselves. Mm. I think if you tie all of those three things together, that's the best uh, recipe for rebuilding a broken heart. Mm. Uh, It's a bit like putting the scaffolding around a decaying building. You put those things things together and you're you're ready to repair. Mm. Yeah, is the order, you've mentioned God, others, self, is the order important there? I, I don't want to read into it where it's not there, but have you arranged that in your book and in your thinking in a particular way? Yeah, uh, that's a really interesting question. And uh, I think because so many of those connection points are actually contingent upon each other, uh, I would be sooner prepared to say that, I would say that they're not, I'd, I'd be prepared to say that they're equally as important um, because if you if you aren't connected with yourself, then you're not going to be as connected with others and you're not going to be connected with uh, God. 
Hmm. It becomes a guessing game for others when you're not connected with yourself because you have less to reveal about yourself. But of course... Sorry, what is that? What do you mean less to reveal about yourself there? What do you mean? Well, someone asks you how you're going hmm. and if you're burnt out, you go, nah, fine, meh, something. Hmm. But if you haven't spent time being curious about yourself, where you go, gosh, how did this How did this start? Like, in what circumstances did it start? Mm. How do I actually feel about this? Where am I going? Do I belong? Um, what other feelings are there? Uh, if you don't do any of that stuff, then what people are left with is a very impoverished view or experience of you because you haven't connected with yourself, so you say, eh, fine, whatever, meh, sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and that's all they can take from those conversations. So they end up feeling like, well, they don't really know you. But the real reason why they don't really know you is because you don't really know you either. And, of course, this this is exactly what happens vertically as well as horizontally. So in your prayer life, you go to God and you, you say, dear God, I feel tired. And then you go and then you sigh and then you go, okay, can you please help me not to feel so tired? But that's a very different prayer than saying, I think I, I'm not sure if I belong because my values are slightly different than the church that I'm in. I, I don't feel like I'm loved because of that. I, I feel like I'm a bit different. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder if uh, I'm inadequate because I'm not getting on top of my work and I'm procrastinating on. Um, Lord, can you please be with this person who doesn't belong mm. and sometimes feel inadequate? And even just the question, God, do you know what it's like to feel uh, misaligned? Mm. And, of course, people know the answer to that question, but that ushers in a much deeper connection mm. because that person doing the prayer has become connected with themselves. So that's interesting. It's It's... Interesting in, my, in the reformed heritage that we both exist in and have yes. existed in for, for and years. And happily so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it's interesting, we we would um, nearly always, I think, you push back if you, you think this is right, we would nearly always say um, the our relationship with God is far and away the primary primary relationship we should have. Now, I don't. I, that's not actually what I'm hearing you push back against. What I'm hearing you say is there's a, there's an interconnectedness to these things that one suffers when the other one yes. is poor. Absolutely. And in in when if I was to take them on board, or if I was to observe the churches that I attend to, the first one, connection with God, is something that we're typically really good at mm. as a church. And that gets emphasized and prioritized, and so it should. So we're really good at the first one, connecting with God. We are moderately good at the second one which is connecting with other people. And we are appallingly bad at the last one, which is connecting with ourselves. Why is why is that? That's a great question because I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have a really good answer to that question. Mm. And I'd certainly be open to input from other people about how that came to pass or how that came to be deprioritized. Uh, you know, you see... It, you see some of the common themes and patterns like Paul spending 14 years in Arabia or even Jesus spending 30 days in the desert. Mm. And I wonder to myself, are we saying there that there was no self-reflection? Mm. There was no ordering of priorities? It was just 
focusing on other people. Well, it wasn't focusing on other people. It was just focusing on God. I, I suspect not um, is my answer. But I think I think other people can come up with much better answers yeah. to that sort of question. But it's a great question. Yeah, well, I'm not one of those people who come up with a better answer. <laughs> but, I, but I am reflecting as you're talking and thinking uh, one of the one of the uh, – the natures of reformed evangelicalism is a denial of self in there. Yeah. And so me talking too much about myself yeah. feels like um, feels like the wrong emphasis. Yeah. Now, in certain contexts, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, so when I'm leading the service of church, you know, I'm not leading with me. I'm, there's something else. But that I think that can bleed into every – so um, the thing I talk about in every context, I don't – I don't want to reveal too much of myself because that would be about me. Yeah. But, it, it, there, yeah, there's an, an unhealthiness there where it goes to the extreme of every relationship in every context. Yeah. I don't talk about me because I need yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's probably a really fruitful sort of uh, reflection and line of inquiry. It's like what sort of self are we there to deny? Mm. Um, I was at Labrie many, many years ago in Switzerland and felt incredibly blessed where uh, one of the descendants of, well, not directly, but one, one of the broader family members of the Schaefer family said to me, oh, John, you think that God is you know, personality denying, but the God of the Bible is personality fulfilling. Mm. And to be honest, what I heard after that in that conversation was, Mm. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything. I, at one stage, I thought I can hear my eyelids open and, and close. Yeah. Um, of course, I didn't. But it, it really struck me at that point that there's a distinction to be made between the self that ought to go at the foot of the cross and be left there, yeah. selfishness, greed, uh, these sort of narcissistic elements that unfortunately I carry around with myself from time to time. And they need to be, you know, put to death. They need to be put away. Uh, and it's that sort of self that needs to be put away. But there's another sort of self that I think it'd be a real mistake to put at the foot of the cross and try and do away with, which is, you know, my role in my household. Mm. Like uh, uh, I'm there to love uh, people, Kylie, and all four of my kids, and they're deserving of that. And that's a really significant role that no one else has in this world. And so for me to put away that sort of self, I don't think that's been called for at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, well, that might be a topic for another conversation. Yeah, Sorry, that's a good one. Can I, I uh, push into this idea of, of around bo- bro- uh, burnout, thinking of, of um, broader and deeper as we think about because last conversation we mentioned exhaustion you know can be something that you we all see in burnout but it's not necessarily burnout the same thing and this is much broader but you've also mentioned deeper talked about broader and deeper explain that yeah yeah, well i think uh moving out uh from uh moving out from our heart into our coping behaviors into our cognitions and even out into our social environments and to our work environments, uh, the first thing that you see in most people who are burnt out is high expectations uh, that are imposed upon someone. Mm. Uh, the, the most obvious one is the hours of work that we have to do. Um, uh, so looking at that aspect, but moving further, uh, closer into things like cognitions and the way that we think, 
uh, often uh, high expectations are a part of that. Either they're internally sort of generated or they're imposed on us. So then we have a high number of hours of work that are expected and then we have high expectations and, you know, unrelenting or rigid, inflexible sort of standards that you can't make an impact on. So if you can't have any influence over the amount of hours that you can do, then uh, your sense of control goes down Mm. and that gets compromised, which is automatically linked to stress. Um, Stress in and of itself is not always such a bad thing. Like I have it, I get quite stressed going my rowing machine in the garage, right? And if, if, you, if you saw me, you, you'd testify to that. I've heard how much you row, though. I, I couldn't do that. I'd get stressed with that. Yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, when it's, when it's brief, when the stressful period is brief and the stressful period ends and it's followed by rest, uh, that, that can be quite good for the human system. So it's not always bad. But if the stress is relentless and there is no recovery, uh, then it's going to be really unfortunate because your body is filled with cortisol. Your cortisol is getting you ready for some sort of action, but it just sits in your system and it flows on to physical things. I'm not sleeping that well I've, and I feel quite fatigued um, and that's part of the burnout. Mm. Like we're talking about in the last episode, that's one of the cardinal features of the burnout. So we're moving from the outside in now. So we've gone to sort of environment, expectations, hours of work, but also those cognitions where we uh, we get kind of cynical that end up in resentment. Uh, and it gets into our biology, so we're not sleeping that well. It gets into some of our coping behaviours, so we start picking up on addictions like pornography and alcohol. And then moving closer into the heart, motivation is gone. There's not much petrol left in our system. Mm. We don't have much control. And then up come issues of, you know, not belonging, I think, because, you know, know, I'm misaligned here. People don't value what I do. Mm. And uh, this can go further back into our history as well. Um, So you can tap into previous experiences that a lot of people have had where they haven't felt valued, they haven't felt a part of things, they've felt alone. Uh, and so people can have other things in their, in their past that come back up to revisit them and that exacerbates a lot of things. You talking family of origin issues or yeah. just yeah, past experiences? Yeah. yeah. Life events, yeah. Uh, difficulties with bullying at school, for example, might yeah. be a common, uh, common one. But, yeah, growing up in families where... Maybe they weren't asked and some of the standards uh, that were imposed upon them, they had no pushback on those sort of things. Mm. You know, parental attitudes and, and lack of safety and, and rapport, you know, lack of praise, mm. lack of warmth, that sort of stuff. Does this push into the connected to self, so an awareness of those things and how they impact you? Is that the kind of connected to self path that you're, yeah. you're identifying? Yeah, absolutely. Because we we all grow up thinking that what we grow up with is normal, mm. it's universal, and it's not. It's not until you get to a time of your life where you experience other families and you grow an insight that you go, you begin to question that. You go, you know, you sit at another person's family table in your late teens or early twenties, and you go, "Gosh, this is really different. What's mm. happening here?" Um, but without uh, that sort of reflection, we end up thinking, you know, what I'm going through is just what everyone goes through. And 
that isn't something to normalise terribly quickly. If you don't feel like you belong and you're connect, you're disconnected from yourself, you're not sleeping that well um, and you feel a bit alone and disenchanted uh, in this world, both with your relationship with God and relationship with other people, uh, this isn't something to normalise. And the mm. reason for that is because you may well cease to be a blessing mm. to other people. And I, I think in the in the burnout conversation as well, part of what I'm certainly what I experienced mm. and certainly what I see in other people as well, is burnout gets normalized. Yeah. Actually. Right. It gets yeah, yeah. the you 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 get into a process or a place in ministry and life where yeah. It's hard and yeah. you're tired and yeah. you're not coping yeah. and um, you feel like you, you're navigating, you're driving along the road of life without tyres on. It's just yeah, skidding yeah. all over the place. And you think, this is this is just ministry. Yeah, yeah. This is just what it's like. Now, how unfortunate is that? It's terrible So to because to, you do normalise that moment um, and then you do what you need to do in order to stay there and you're pulling what you've mentioned before, it's your environment, addiction, all those kinds of things in order to yeah. maintain the unhealthiness. In fact, my experience was you get worse <laughs> over yeah. time. You, if you normalise that, it gets worse yeah. um, because, you, yeah, as you said, you're normalising an, an abnormal experience. Um, <laughs> it's uh, How unfortunate is that? Yeah. I, I have a, a, a friend, a colleague who um, became a mum and uh, over the internet, I sent her a picture of uh, John McClane, you know, yelling out the window, mm. uh, yelling down. Die hard. Uh, yeah, die on. hard. Yelling down, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> uh, because my friend who'd had a baby, you know, she was doing it tough. Mm. And I was like, welcome to the party. And it's it's so unfortunate, you know, we have these uh, people who uh, it, it's as if, in ministry you can get the same response. You're burning out, you're exhausted, you're working too many hours, and it's as if some of us say, well, welcome to the party, pal. Mm. Mm. And that is really unfortunate because, I mean, one of the great things that happened here is I came to a Geneva push sort of information evening. Yeah. Yep. And there was Pierre and Catherine. Catherine, yeah, that's right, yeah. And they were talking about just a, just a lovely, beautiful experience where... Uh, I think they had a um, a child in the playgroup. The child invited a mum. The mum came along, started reading the Bible with Catherine. So those guys are out past Ipswich. That's they? right, yeah. Central Church out of Ipswich, right. a plant there, yeah. Right. And they're doing a great job. Mm. And what they, uh, the, the thing that really struck me is this mum said to uh, Catherine at the end of one time when they were sharing what happened in the Bible that she couldn't wait to find out what happened next in this story. Mm. Now, this strikes me as one of the great examples of what needs to happen more. For those, we, we, don't, we don't need to have this picture of, you know, welcome to the party, pal, we're all burnt out, mm. right, and normalise that away, or even worse, tell people that they're just going to toughen up a bit. We're going to have this, we're going to, have, we're going to step back and say, hold on, when you started this journey, this long journey of, of study and being underpaid, I might add, uh, this long journey towards this, what attracted you to it? Mm. What, what, was, what was magical to you about it? And to what extent do you still engage in those things? Mm. Yeah. And if you can, and if you can uh, still engage in those things and draw satisfaction from it, and if you can 
uh, get on top of your workload and make some accomplishments and grow as a professional person, then you're really going to safeguard yourself against being burned out. Mm. Um, but if you can't, and we normalise being burnt out, well, one is that's a serious oversight because in the last podcast we were talking about, you know, this is a predictor of future antidepressant use of hospitalisation and cardiac events. So it's, it's, it's one thing to tell people to toughen up, but it's a serious oversight because this is a potentially serious issue. Mm. But on just that other level, how sad is that? That Hold on, where... I got into this gig because there was something really beautiful about it and now I'm just divorced from what's beautiful about mm. it and I'm a bit overwhelmed and I'm not I'm not in control and I'm not growing as a professional yeah, person. Yeah. And this is where for the Geneva Push Network and the Reach Australia Network as well, yep. one of the things that, um, uh, that I love about being a part is you are – you are rubbing shoulders with people who are who have those deep biblical convictions that this is why we're in for we we want to see the lost come to know Jesus. We we want to see God's people grow to be like Jesus, will be healthy and whole in that. Yeah. Um, but there's a no, it's hard work doing that. So how do you maintain that? And part of it is being connected to other people to remind you of why you started. Yeah. To speak wisdom into those points where you are, um, where you are just saying, "I'm going to toughen up and keep through," and saying, "No, you're part of the creation, not the creator itself," yeah. and so get some differentiation there. Um, but there, there is a yeah, there is that connectedness of of the network with other people as well. Now, yeah. Not everyone has a network, but how, how do you get connected with people around that? Um, that's been, for me, that's been one of the, the big things as well. So. How do you get people connected around? Oh, just being connected with people uh, who have a – who can encourage you. Yeah, yeah. Um, who can sh- have shared experiences with you around the, the difficulties of it. Um, not saying to you, uh, hey, just tap out and, you know, go work at the Apple Store, which has always been my dream, just <laughs> working in the Apple Store, low stress. Um, but say, you know, remember – Remember yeah. why it is and, and how do we wisely yeah. move. Back. And you see in that, this is the case in point where we started today's mm. chat is that to do that, you will have to connect with yourself. Mm. You, can't, you can't go back and remember what it is that drove you, you know, what experience you had, what conversation you had, what moment in time that you had in your prayer life or reading the Bible where you developed a conviction uh, or a love for this sort of work. Mm. But you can't do that without connecting with yourself. But it's so wise to do that because this is part of your calling. Mm. Well, that was the second episode on burnout of our three-week series on this topic. Can I encourage you, just as we finish this episode, once again, if you feel like you're heading into burnout or you're feeling like you're in burnout, and you need to talk to someone, you don't have someone, please contact us. There are professionals across the country that we can put you in contact with in order to begin this conversation, in order for you to continue or to get back to doing healthy gospel ministry that you love and enjoy as we serve our God together. So please contact us if you don't have someone to talk to. All the things we reference in this episode, you can find in the show notes. We're going to round out this three-episode series next week as we talk about the tensions in the burnout discussion. But thanks today for joining us for The One Thing.